three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here as we continue to encourage one another in reading God's Word, prayerfully reading God's Word. And we are in Joshua and in the midst of this <clears throat> great deception by the Gibeonites. And now we're going to see how are the Israelites going to Keep their word, and what does God think about all this? Is that it did not consult him. So we're going to start off here in verse 16 and see how far we go. Chapter 9 of Joshua, verse 16. At the end of the three days, after they had made a covenant with them, they heard that they were their neighbors and that they lived among them. And the people of Israel set out and reached their cities on the third day. Now, their cities were Gibeon. Cherfira, probably not saying that right, but anyway, Barath and Kirath, Jerem. But the people of Israel did not attack them because the leaders of the congregation had sworn to them by the Lord, the God of Israel. Then all the congregation murmured against the leaders, but all the leaders said to all the congregation, We have sworn to them. By the Lord, the God of Israel, and now we may not touch them. This we will do to them. Let them live, lest wrath be upon us, because of the oath that we swore to them. And the leader said to them, Well, let them live. So they became cutters of wood and drawers of water for all the congregation, just as the leaders had said to them. And Joshua summoned them, and he said to them, Why did you deceive us, saying, We are very far from you, when you dwell among us? Now therefore you are cursed, and some of you shall never be anything but servants, cutters of wood and drawers of water, for the house of my God. They answered Joshua, Because it was told to your servants for a certainty that the Lord your God had commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you. So we feared greatly for our lives because of you and did this thing. And now, behold, we are in your hand. Whatever seems good and right in your sight to do to us, do it. So he did this to them and delivered them out of the hand of the people of Israel, and they did not kill them. But Joshua made them that day cutters of wood and drawers of water for the congregation and for the altar of the Lord to this day in the place that he should choose. That's the end of chapter 9. So we'll stop there. <clears throat> it's going to get more interesting here as they go into battles. and even So as the Canaanites, the Canaanites see this, um, these people of these few cities as traitors to the tribe of the Canaanites. And so they're going to rise up here quickly against them. And we'll see how Israel and God come to their defense. But what's interesting here is that they, the Israelites have been tricked. Joshua's been tricked. The leaders have been tricked. They didn't do their due diligence. And they did not consult the Lord. And here again, they don't really consult the Lord. But they do make them cutters and drawers of, cutters of wood and drawers of water. Now, 
think about the <clears throat> all the sacrificial aspects of the temple or the tent of meetings, which is there's they're still doing, they're carrying the covenant with them and <clears throat> and so to have somebody else who's gonna cut the wood because they gotta have pretty hot fires for all these sacrifices and they need water for cleaning the altar multiple, multiple times every day and <clears throat> washing their hands and the ceremonial stuff and everything else. So bringing water to the tent of meetings and bringing firewood for all their needs, that's a pretty big task that now the Levites aren't going to have to do. Uh, they get the Gibeonites to do it. So that's pretty good. And the Gibeonites are pretty grateful because you're not going to die. So here's the deal. There are people who don't have faith in God or they're not God's chosen, but they get that there's a God. And here's evidence of it. They knew there was a real God. They knew there was a real God that was going to destroy them and that they deserve to be destroyed. That the people of Israel, God's people, were coming into this land to take it over. And that anybody living there was going to be destroyed. So they came up with this great plan and it worked. They're still alive. And I think that says that their faith, if you will, in God's uh, ability to do what he said he's going to do is greater, really, than many of the Israelites and many of us today. Do we really believe God's coming back? Do we really believe that what we do today really doesn't matter if it's not for eternity, if it's not for Jesus, right? What is done for Jesus has the opportunity to last forever what's done for us and for this life not so much right so what are we living for today are we like the Gibeonites that realize hey uh, we might as well do what's going to keep us alive and and realize that God is coming with his chosen people to destroy us so let's let's be wise and smart and see if we can't stay alive, right? And so, are we supposed to be tricking people? And the answer is no, but are we supposed to be thinking about what is God doing? Okay, he's doing something, and how are we a part of that? That's what the Gibeonites did really well, that we don't. And maybe we need to get better at it. Let's not be the enemy of God and his people, but as God's children, what are we doing today that we know we ought to be doing for the Lord? What is God doing? Let us join him at work in what he is doing. God bless you guys. Have a great day.